Hello, everyone. Good morning to you all. Good morning, Miss Heather. Hello, good morning. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hope you're all doing well. Great. Wonderful. So welcome to class today. Today we have another interesting session for you. We're going to talk about the design cycle, the framework behind what you guys have been doing all along throughout this class. And then we're going to do an example where you're going to now design on paper medical instruments. Should be an interesting class. So this is what we're doing in today's session. Um, both Philip and I will give you an introduction to the framework that we call the design cycle. You've been using it in different ways throughout the class so far. You've designed so many things up until this point. And so now we're gonna give you kind of the framework behind what you've been doing, which I hope will help guide you as you in, engage in further design. You'll be able to have uh, this framework within your understanding to guide how you can do design very well. Then we'll go into breakout rooms and you're going to do, you're going to apply the design cycle to an example, um, a medical instrument that we're going to ask you to design on paper. And then at the end, I'll describe our assignments, uh, which is going to take the same format as what we did last week and a couple of times now, which is that we're going to give you the assignment prompt at the end of class, and then you'll be working in your same groups that you are in for your breakout rooms today to carry out a design exercise, which you will present in class on Thursday. So once again, Philip and I are introducing the design cycle. You're going to go into breakout rooms to do a design on paper today. Then in those same groups you have between today and Thursday to carry out a design prompt that we will give you. And this time you'll be doing it in CAD. And then on Thursday, you'll present your CAD to the class uh, when we meet in person. All right, so that's the plan for today. So to kick us off, I have a poll that I would like you to fill out. So you can please go to this link, uh, either on your laptop or your phone, whatever's convenient for you. That's pollev.com slash heatherbeam029. And maybe FIs, you can help me put that in the chats while we're going here. So what I want you to fill out in the poll is to use one to two words and describe what are, what are the names of some of the steps that you have been using so far in this class for design challenges. So, so far we've, at, we've challenged you to, to design a number of things. You've designed paper towers, you've designed bridges from straws, you've designed boats from aluminum foil, You've designed um, storyboards. You've designed activities to demonstrate mathematical concepts. You've designed a number of things. So 
Today's class is about understanding the framework that guides this design process. So I want to hear from you. Type your thoughts at this poll in one to two words. How would you describe one of the any of the steps you have used to carry out this these processes so far? And you could submit more than one. So definitely you've used multiple steps or multiple actions to arrive at your solutions. So what are the names of some of those actions that you've taken along the way? I hope the question is sort of clear. So take about 30 seconds to type your answers at the poll. What are the names of some of the steps you have taken? The generic name to describe the steps you have taken to conduct those different design challenges that we've given you. So I'll give you about 30 seconds and I'll share my screen to see what you guys have also, what you have all put forward. I'm not seeing any responses yet. Is it, are the instructions clear? Okay, now there are some responses coming in, good. So it, it might be a verb, it might be a noun, like the generic word to describe any of the steps you have taken to arrive at your design solution. You've done it a number of times in this class. So what are some of the steps? What are the names of the steps that you would say you have used to go from the design challenge prompt to the solution? All right, I'm getting some responses on the screen on my screen here. So I'll give you another 20 seconds to finish typing in your responses. Um, please, Heather, it says that the poll is full, so we can submit. They said the maximum number of responses have been reached. Maximum number. Oh. Interesting. I don't know how to change that. Uh, maybe it's a limit for the free version of this site or something. Okay. Well, if that's the case, let me share what we have, and we'll take it from there. If you have, can we just type? Can we just yeah. type in the chat then? Type in the chat. That'll be great. That'll be great. All right, so on the screen, we can see what are some of the words that you guys have all submitted. And we'll keep looking at the chat as we go here too. So I'm seeing the top one that's come out is iteration. That's good since we've emphasized that a number of times. That is definitely a step. Um, in the process iteration. What else are we seeing here? Prototype, that's good. Analysis, uh, preparation, thinking, sketching, prototyping, presenting. Okay, so these are all great. I agree with, with those. Those are all, they make sense to me. Those indeed seem to be steps that you have used so far in conducting various design challenges. What else do we have in the chats here? 
lots of iteration, evolve, review, support, uh, sketching, drafting, delegation, analyzing, critical thinking is coming out a couple of times. Interesting. Okay, awesome. So these are great. Um, let me stop sharing now. So indeed, those are uh, very much steps that you guys have used to go through the different design challenges we have provided so far. So to help us now group these steps into a framework, Philip and I are going to take you through um, you know, how we can represent this, this process schematically. So I did introduce this briefly when we did the raft rally challenge. That was the one involving the aluminum foil. If you might remember, I presented on the slide these four steps, ask, plan, build, and iterate. So this is one representation of the design cycle, ask, plan, build, iterate. There are various representations of the design cycle, and we're going to present to you in class right now one that's a little bit more detailed than this, but is basically the same idea. You start by getting information about the problem, then you plan your design, then you build it, and then you iterate. That's the general structure of the design cycle. Philip and I are going to present a more detailed one now. And actually, as you go through different classes at Ashesi, you will see slightly different representations of the same design cycle. But the goal is that once you have the framework in mind, whatever design challenge you now encounter in the future, you have a structure. You know what steps to take to get to the best solution. So here on the screen is a slightly more detailed schematic of the design cycle. It's followed the same general idea as the one I just showed, but a bit more detailed. So you start with the problem. You have to understand the problem that you're trying to solve, right? So maybe the problem and the first problem we gave you was to keep your bananas safe from the rats. Okay. And then we've given you other problems as well. But you have to really understand in detail the actual problem you are trying to solve. If you don't understand the problem, the solution you come out with might not actually work. So to understand the problem, you have to gather information to best understand all the details around the problem. Then once you understand the problem, now you start to brainstorm, think of different ideas. Once you have several ideas, you can pick a few and experiment with them. From your experimentation, you can figure out what's the best of your ideas you've generated so far. Then for that one best idea, you now work out the details. You sketch it out, you draw it in CAD. Then once you have all the details figured out, you can now build your actual device or your prototype. And then that is your first solution. And then as you can clearly see on the schematic, it's a cycle. So as you even said on the poll just now, one key aspect of the design process is that there's iteration involved. So almost always the first solution you come out with won't be the very best solution. You can actually improve on it. So based on what you see in your first solution, you now feed that back into the beginning of the cycle and go through it again to come out with a better solution the second time around. 
So this is the overview of the design cycle. Now I'm going to hand it over to Philip to take us through each of the steps a bit more in detail. Right. Thank you, Heather. That's great. Um, hello, everyone. As Heather has said already, she, Heather is taking us through, she's giving us an overview of um, the design cycle. So I'm just going to touch a bit on it um, and then we can move along. So Heather was talking about the problem, understanding the problem um, first, because if you, you can't understand the problem or you don't understand the problem, it's very difficult to come up with a solution to something you don't understand. Okay, so the first step is gathering information. And this is very, very important because it gives you a better understanding of what you're tackling. So asking questions. So going into um, the field or talking to people who are using the product or asking questions about the problem that you are encountering. Okay, so that is very, very, very key. Aside asking questions too, you also have to observe the current situation or product. What is happening? Observation is very important when you're gathering information. And as you observe, you have to take down notes, gather data whilst you are observing. Okay, so what is the problem? What can you observe about the problem or the product that you are trying to, you know, come up with or solve? And then as you observe, you can also try it out yourself, especially when you're looking at a product to improve a product, okay? We spoke about product teardown, all right? And looking at ways in which you can tear down a product to really understand what, uh, how the product can be improved. You can also immerse yourself in the situation or the problem that you are encountering to better understand what you are tackling, okay? So, these are just all forms of ways you can use to gather information. And then after you ask questions, after you observe, after you try the product yourself, you can now create a design requirement, okay? Because now you have data that you can, you know, analyze or data that you can really understand to come up with a design requirement. And this design requirement is just, the product or it must work without something or certain features or certain um, um, characteristics, okay? The product must work without it, without something, all right? Or it must not do certain things. And all these things will come up based on the data you gathered or the information you gathered from your research. So this is kind of like a research stage to better understand the problem space. And then... You also have to understand the user while you ask questions. So the user should be able to do certain things or whatever you're coming up with or whatever solution you're coming up with should be around the user. So talking to users and trying to understand the user is also very important. This will help you create a design requirement. Other people call it a point of view. A point of view is something that you can stand on to then ideate or come up with ideas. Okay. Um, next slide, please, um, Heather. All right. So now you have your design requirement after you've asked questions, after you observed, after you've tried it out yourself or you measured yourself in the problem, you now have a design requirement based on the data you've gathered. 
Now you can start thinking of ideas. And at this point is generating as many ideas as possible is very important at this stage. You're looking at quantity over quality. So you're not just looking at the quality of the ideas. You're just looking at how many ideas you can generate at this stage. Okay. And at this point, no idea is a bad idea. So you are supposed to just think wild and think crazy, come up with as many ideas as possible with this stage. Okay. So you realize you have a design requirement. Now you can ideate. This is more of like an ideation stage, generating as many ideas and also looking at um, how no, no idea is a bad idea at this stage. All right. Next slide. Okay. So I just want to talk a little bit, but we just want to show you a little bit about creativity and some brainstorming tips. Okay. Um, one tip that we use is the what if question. All right. What if question? So probably you're looking at coming up with a product or coming up with um, a design of something. All right. What if questions can help you stay up or come up with ideas? So, for example, if you are looking at a car as a product and you are looking at coming up with ideas around that, you can ask yourself, what if cars didn't have four tires? OK, or that that just leads to. Um, the possibilities of generating as many ideas as possible. What, did, what would it look like if cars didn't have four tires? Okay, then you can now get into coming up with ideas. Maybe the, the car should be in the air or it should be a bouncing car or it should be a flying car. You know, you can come up with as many ideas with the what, what if questions. And also, I don't know how many of us have tried the nine dots um, 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 activity where you have to draw four lines to connect the dots without lifting your hand from the paper. Okay, that activity is something we like to do. And most people end up drawing the lines within the box. All right. But at this point, the best solution to come up with that activity is to draw the lines to extend outside the box. Okay. And that's what design is all about. And coming up with ideas is all about thinking outside the box. Don't limit yourself to it, um, to what you are, you are trying to solve. You are just thinking very wild and very outside um, the box. And also there are other um, tips where you can, brainstorming is very important when you're working in teams or groups. So probably you could come up with an idea, pass it off to the next team or write it down, come up with an idea, pass it on to the next person on your team. The person built on that idea that you have come up with, pass it on to the next person, the person built on that idea as well. Okay, so these are just tips. There are so many brainstorming tips that you can, you can use to come up with as many, many um, solutions or ideas as possible. Okay, next slide, please. Okay, so now after you generate ideas, after you think of ideas, you've come up with as many ideas as possible, you realize that you, you have a lot of ideas, okay? Now you have to do some experiments to really test out the ideas that you have generated, okay? So you can test out or come up with 
a low fidelity prototype of some of the ideas that you've come up with and then test it out. Now, as you test these prototypes, you have to gather data from your test. So you really have to be observant while you go through that experiment or test. Okay, so low fidelity prototypes, uh, you can, you know, draw a sketch or you can use cardboards. And we've been doing that in this class to actually come up with a design of something and then test it out, you know, show it to people who are going to use that product. Or if it's something that you can, you know, um, use or use in a small way to just try and understand what is happening with the product that you are trying to come up with. And then as you go about that, you have to do some quick calculations. So what are some of the dimensions? What are some of the things um, that are required in actually developing um, or coming up with this experiment? Okay, so at this point, you are testing out the many ideas or some of the ideas that you've come up with in the, um, the, the stage I just spoke about. And you are trying to gather as much data from your test at this point. Okay, next slide, please. Okay, so after you experiment, I'm sure you would have learned a lot from your experimentation. So then you have to narrow down and choose the best idea because I'm sure the experiments that you come up with, you would have learned a lot of things that you can improve on or a lot of things that you realize that, hmm, this idea might not work. This idea might not work. So this will work. Okay, so at this point, you are getting to choose the best ideas from the many ideas that you have developed but to do that you have to create a criteria to guide your selection so you don't just um, take out the ideas based on your your what you think but you have to actually come up with a criteria that will help you do that all right and there are so many criterias that you can develop for yourself to see how you can you know select the best ideas also, while you do that, you can rank the best ideas against your design requirements. You realize that the first stage we came up, we had to come up with design requirements based on the data we gathered. All right. So now you have to rank those best ideas to your design requirements. So that means it's very important to have a design requirement before you move on. It just helps you really understand what you're coming up with. And then you can select the top one to proceed with. Okay, so these are just steps. So these are just frameworks um, that um, Heather introduced that we are just delving deeper into. So choosing the best idea is where we are at now. And now we are going to look at how we can work out the details and then build. Okay, so that is just a brief on, on from gathering information to choosing the best idea. Heather will take over from working out the details and then building your prototype. All right. Thank you, Philip. Exactly. So building on that, once you have the top idea that you think you want to proceed with based on that ranking you were able to do, you now come out and create a detailed design. So a detailed design, if you're assuming you're working with Tangible materials means you're creating a CAD model of your top design. So in order to create a CAD model, there are some things you, you would have to have figured out. You have to have decided on what dimensions to use for each component in your design, what materials to use, 
all of those details now take um, take foot or take hold um, through your CAD representation of your idea. So up until that point, you might have had everything sketched out on paper. You hopefully had a low fidelity prototype, but now you're coming to make the real solution. So before you build the real solution, you need to create a detailed design, which is what you do in CAD. Once you have your CAD model, you can now build it. So this is a picture of, I don't know if you guys recognize this. This is what we call an anemometer. It measures wind speed by having the wind flow around these cups to cause rotation. So if you've created that full design, the detailed design in CAD, now you can actually build the final solution using the materials that you've decided on. So once you've built it, you have your first solution, your first output from your design cycle. And then of course you need to test it out. If you have a product that is going to be used directly by people, you should have them test it out, give you feedback and see what can be improved. Then you feed back that information into the beginning of the cycle and improve on it as needed. So this is the framework, the structure you can follow to ensure that whatever designs you develop in this class, in further classes, in further projects, you know, you really come out with the best solution you can um, as you follow this, this framework or any similar one. Do we have any questions on the design cycle? So there was a hand raised just now. I don't know if there's still a question. Julia? Okay, hi, good morning. I wanted to ask that, are we actually going to build what we um, design on CAD? Not this week. For this, week, for this week's assignment, the final output stops at the CAD stage. Okay, okay, thank you. So, and you know, it's, we, we've given you different design, different types of design challenges so far in this class, and they've had different expectations for what the output will be. But this is the full design cycle. So assuming you're going through a class project or your capstone project, you know, this is the full picture of what all the steps are that you should, you should do. but this week's own stops at the CAD portion. Any other questions? Is it clear? Is it, dif is it different than you expected? Or it feels kind of similar to what you've been doing already? What, what is your reaction to seeing this, what you have actually been doing a few times, but now seeing it represented um, in a systematic way. Let, let's hear from a couple of you. What, is, what are your reactions to seeing this design cycle represented like this? Similar or different than you expected? Patience. I think it's, it's similar, but it makes us, you know, makes me kind of scared, like you have to really build something actual. It's, it makes me scared, though, that what if it doesn't work out and all of that, so. 
don't be scared, okay? <laughs> this, this, like I said, this is to give you the picture of the full design cycle. You aren't building anything this week, um, but you know, also the fact that it's a cycle, right? Means that whatever you build the first time, the expectation is that it's not going to be perfect the first time. And that's the whole reason there's a cycle. There's iteration involved because we know that whatever you build the first time is almost never going to be perfectly working. But the fact that you now have built what we call a prototype solution means that you can see physically, you can feel, you can experience what can be improved in that design so that the second version you make is better and even the third version and so on and so forth. Innocence. I think what I noted from whilst we were speaking about this design cycle is probably that most of these stages we were doing them within all our design processes, but we might not have been paying particular attention to categorize them. So whilst we were learning about them here today, they got a more uh, clearer outline of where does one process start and where does one end. And it gave me more insight or inspiration to focus more on some individual parts that we might have neglected during our own um, design cycles, but it was an aha moment for me. Wonderful, wonderful to hear that. Indeed, um, we know that you guys have been doing many of these steps throughout the class so far, and exactly the idea behind this is that now as you go, as you engage in the next design challenges that we give you, you can use this as a tool to check okay, where are we at in the process and what else can we make sure to spend a bit more energy on so that we can come out with the best solution? Maybe, for example, one thing that commonly happens is that you might skip over or you might not spend very much time on the think of ideas stage because you might often, once you know, once you've understood the problem, what can often happen is you you immediately have an idea in your mind and you're like, okay, this is the idea that we want to proceed with. And then you kind of don't spend too much time brainstorming other potential ideas. You either, rather just go forward with the first idea that came to mind and you proceed through the design cycle. So for example, if you find yourself or your group doing that, you can encourage yourselves to, oh wait, let's see what other ideas we have first because we have this think of ideas step in the process. So let's, even though we have a pretty good idea right now, let's pause, spend a bit more time thinking of ideas before we go further. Bridget. Okay, um, so looking at the design cycle, it looks quite difficult for me. And I think it requires a lot of time and hard work. Yes, that's what. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I wasn't expecting you guys to say that you feel scared or intimidated by this. Um, so once again, it's, it's intended to be, it's a tool to help you go through the process in a more systematic way. You've already been doing virtually everything that's here. It's just that now when you go forward with your design challenges, you can ask yourself, you can use it to check which steps are we skipping? Which steps can we spend a bit more time on? 
You've already been doing this. All of you have built something, right? You've built four or five things at this point. So all of you have actually proven to yourselves that you can do it. It's just a matter of using this framework to help you do it in a more structured way, okay? Yeah, Heather, I just wanted to add that. Yes, it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. So don't be, don't be scared. You've already been doing it, as Heather is saying. So just, you know, just um, a systematic process to just go through. So don't be scared. All right. Okay. I just wanted to add that. Thanks, Philip. Uh, All right. So we want to practice this now, at least a very condensed version, because we're just going to give you about 30 minutes. So we're going to um, open breakout rooms here very shortly. Okay, so let me explain the, uh, the prompt and then you can enter into your breakout rooms. So here's the prompt we want you to do a paper sketch of in your groups for about 30 minutes. All right, so what we would like you guys to do is to design an instrument design an instrument and the instrument should be able to generate images of the inside of a person's body. So maybe you want to see the details of what's happening in their brain. You want to see what's happening in their heart. So think about an interesting idea you can generate for an instrument, a medical instrument that can generate images of the inside of the body. We have three design requirements that your instruments must adhere to. One, it must work without requiring surgery. So you shouldn't have to cut into the person in order to generate these images. Number two, it must not cause injury to the patient. So you can't you know, do anything harmful to the patient in order to get the images. And number three is that the patient should be able to stay conscious during its operation. So you, you shouldn't involve anything that makes the person be unconscious in order to get the images. So in your groups, we want you to try and apply the design cycle. Again, we understand it's going to be a condensed version because you have a time limitation, but do challenge yourselves to think about following some of those steps we've just described to come out with a paper sketch of a design and your paper sketch should show how the instrument looks like when it's operating on the patient. Some things in the chat. Okay, you guys can do it. I don't know why you're suddenly fearful. You've been able to do so many challenging things already in this class. So we have confidence you can do it. Do we have any questions to clarify what this particular prompt is saying? Eileen? Okay, so I need to know, I need to like invent an instrument or we can work on the normal ones, you know, for instance, let's say the CT scan. So, yes, I'm sure some of you may know of instruments that do this type of thing. That's fine. But challenge yourself to use the design cycle. So you might end up generating a different idea than what you may have seen or heard of before. So that's part of the point of using the design cycle is that you might end up 
actually coming out with a different solution than what other people have come up with. And that will be interesting for us to see. Clovis. Uh, yes, I think there are some medical instruments that, of course, they have those requirements, but they don't immediately show images. Can we take all information, like images or immediately images like uh, um, scanners or something like that? So I, I think I'm going to say the same thing that I did for the previous question, which is that, of course, you might know of some instruments already. You can yeah. have that. You're not supposed to erase your mind, but mm. go through the design cycle See mm. if, especially as you go through the think of idea stage, you might end up generating a completely different way yes. to produce these images. So let's go through the design cycle in our groups and see what you're able to come out with. Okay, last question from John. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Um. so I want to know um, the instrument that we are designing, does, does it have to have a scientific basis such that like it can be scientifically proven that this is something that will work or we are just using working with ideas that are yet to be let me see tested so push the boundaries push the boundaries of what you think science might be able to do push the boundaries of what you think science and technology might be able to do All right, thanks for that question. So at this point, let's enter into our breakout rooms. You should, you should know your group number. The group numbers were sent on email. So please enter into your breakout room based on your group number. You have a little bit less than 30 minutes to complete this. We'll come back to the main room and see what you have done. Thank you, please go into your rooms now. Michael, do you have a question? Yeah, I have a question, Mother. Yeah, hello, please. I don't know if you could repeat the question again. What we are doing? Yeah, this what are we designed, please? It's on the screen. This is the instruction on the screen. Yeah, please. I can see the question on the screen, but how are we going to design? So I don't know how we are going to do it. Are we to draw it on a sheet of paper or what? Yes, sketch on paper. Create a design and sketch on paper. Oh, okay. So when are we going to, how are we going to show that to you? We're submitting it on Canvas. We are submitting it on Canvas. Yes. The deadline, please. 7 p.m. 
today. Okay, yes, so yeah. it's not going to be a 3D. It's, it's not going to. You're not going to use Vision 360. Did you hear the beginning of class, or were you late? Yeah. Were you late to class? I explained this at the beginning. Yeah, but I was in here. The, the, I didn't hear the, the part where you were talking about the assignment properly because of my network issues. You're submitting your paper sketch on Canvas today, and you're submitting, you're presenting your CAD on Thursday. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much. Gabriel, do you have a question? Yes, please. Um, please, I'm supposed to be in cohort B, but my name was missing in the grouping. So I emailed one of the FIs, but I've not received any response yet. Frederick and Jeremiah, can you please check for Gabriel's name and let him know which group to join? Gabriel, who did you send the email to and which cohort are you in? Um, I sent the email to, I think, Salon. And I'm in cohort B. Was that B you said? Pardon? Was that cohort B you said? Yes, please, cohort B. Okay. Gabriel comes in here in group two. No, we are two Gabriels. What's your surname? Domonini Nar. Gabriel, join group 11. If, if you're in cohort um, C, right? You said I'm B. Cohort B. Sorry, join group four. Four, okay, thank you. Yeah. Fine, all right. Um, Heather, can you please share your screen from your end? Please, thank you. All right. So I'm sure all of us have come up with some interesting, going around the rooms, I had some interesting ideas, which were, were very exciting. So um, what we want to do is, because of time, I'll just call rooms at random. And what you have to take, um, take us through is, what did you come up with? Show us what you came up with and then describe the process you used, okay? So I'm just gonna call rooms at random so that we can, we can hear from you on what you came up with. Okay, um, so let's start with room six. Room six. Anyone from room six? So when I call your room, just get ready. When I call your room, just get ready to um, show us what you did. What did you come up with? 
and then describe your pro the process you used. Anyone from room six? Hello, room six. Okay. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, we came up um, with a baby ultrasound machine. Um, the machine that um um detects the baby the baby's a baby's um a fetus position in the womb of his mother, and um we came up with the portable one uh because there are, there are different types of machine that do major such processes. So we came up with um, the baby ultrasound machine, and then um, the criteria we came up with different um, different ones. We came up with cardiographic um, scanner, the quantum scanner, the X-ray, but uh, it did, it was not feasible because um, the build-up process was so complicated. So we therefore settled for the ultras the baby ultrasound machine, the portable baby ultrasound um, machine. And the process we used, uh, we gathered info about. Um, we talked about we thought of ideas out. We make it simple for the mother um, to relax, and then for the scanner to go through. Um, we talked about um, how easy and how um, fast it will be for us to build it in the time frame, and then we considered. I'm um, so grateful that our our my group uh, or our room was made up of women, so it was faster. So thank you. That was how to do it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that um, submission. Let's move on. Let me hear from maybe one or two teams, and then we can we can move on. So let's move to room seven. Room seven. Okay. So please, I would like to share my screen. There is no sense to do the explanation. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Um, so for what we did, following the steps of the design, uh, we first asked ourselves what the problem was asking. And we realized that this machine was not supposed to hurt the person or make the person unconscious or to, to, um, to, to cause surgery to the person. So what we realized is this machine generally could not be put into the person. It had to be something that was able to get an image, but without touching the person. So we asked ourselves, what are some ideas that could be there for us to get an image uh, from a person without touching them? And we realized that we needed to use waves. Uh, so we saw some possible options that are already there on the market, the issues like CT scans, sauna, ultrasound, um, uh, things like magnetic re resonance imaging. And we understood that the basic principle is for us to have a wave that passes through a body and we collect this information. So we went on to the next phase, which was to experiment and we asked ourselves what might be um, some of the things that we could use. So we actually had two solutions, an X-ray emitter and a magnetic resonance um, image producer. Um, and what we also asked ourselves was when we finally do design this, what might be easier for us to come up with uh, uh, a design that can work? And we saw that maybe magnetic resonance imaging might uh, be a bit complex in terms of the technology and also ultrasound so we resolved as for the first model to the x-ray emitter and uh, that's why we had this uh, design that we have so we have an x-ray emitter passing x-rays through the body of a person which okay. is then received by a receptor and then the receptor will send the information to to a computer and then this computer would be able to deduce 
uh, or what the reaction of uh, the receptor was so that it could make an image of the person. So this was our general rough design and we have other solutions that we have, uh, but maybe for the sake of of time, we could just propose this one for now. Okay, great. Uh, Thank you, group seven. Uh, Because of time, I'll not be able to call all the the groups, but what we want you to do is to submit um, your paper sketch on canvas. Um, Dr. Beam, uh, around 7, 7 p.m., right? On canvas. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Paper sketch on canvas by 7 p.m. today. So take note of that. It's really interesting to hear um, your your teams go through the design um, cycle. Some of you were trying to skip setting um, steps, but the reason why we are introducing you, um, introducing to you this um, systematic process is for us to actually help us go through a process to coming up with solutions. Okay, so please take note. It's great to hear that. And we really want to hear more more of that, you using the steps and the design thinking cycle as we move along with this class. Okay, and because of time, I'll hand over to Dr. Beam. But Faith, do you have a question? Yes, please. I have yes. a question. So is, are we going to submit just like an image of what you're going to come up with or we have to explain like everything? in that paper sketch. Okay, if you can explain, that'll be great. If you can just put some notes, but the main thing is to submit your paper sketch. That's the main thing. But if you have to put that, maybe setting explanation on your arrows to explain what this is, what that is, that would also be great. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, over to you, Dr. Bim. Thank you, Philip. So just to reiterate what Philip said, um, it's good to hear some of your ideas, but we also want to challenge you to think of different ideas. So one of the key steps in the design cycle was think of ideas, think of different ideas. Don't just go for an existing technology, but think of ideas, think of different out of the box ideas for how possibly you could design something to solve this problem. So let's keep that in mind moving forward. But please uh, work with what you have. Submit your paper sketch by 7 p.m. today. Just finish up what you have started in class today. So between now and Thursday, we're going to build on this idea. And to help us with that a little bit, I'm just providing some brief background information. So one potential design solution There's no right or wrong answer, but this is one solution that exists on the market is the MRI scanner. So someone has mentioned it already just for your information. And so it builds into the next um, part of the exercise to briefly explain the MRI scanner is a device that images different tissues in your body based on um, uh, igniting or, or, or what's the word initiating Uh, different tissues in your body to resonate at different frequencies. So there's some of your, some of the material in your body will resonate differently at different magnetic frequencies. So if you put a person inside of a machine that generates a magnetic field and produces that with pulses, so it pulses on and off, different tissues in your body will generate a different uh, magnetic response than others. So this allows the machine to generate images of your brain, for example. 
So this is something that exists on the market. It's one potential way to solve this problem. And to give you a little picture of what it looks like, I'm going to show um, briefly a video here. So this video is a shows a teardown of the machine. Um, just so you can see what it looks like. I'm just going to show some highlights here. So there's a bed that a person lays on, and then the bed moves in and out of the machine. So the person lays down on the bed, they go into the machine, and then they have to lay there for some minutes until the magnetic pulsing is, is done. So this just to give you an idea of, of how the thing looks like. And since you guys have done teardowns yourself, I thought it might be interesting for you to also see a teardown of a very large, complex instrument. But one of the challenges with this machine is that it emits a lot of sound. So this other video here, you'll actually be able to hear the sound. That sound can be quite loud, as you could have, as you heard it just now. And so this kind of feeds into the next. Oh my goodness. Thank you for joining us for another video featuring MRI sounds. In oh my goodness. Okay. So that feeds into the next part of the exercise we have for you guys for Thursday. So imagine. So between now and Thursday, as I said at the beginning of class, um, you are going to work in your same groups you were in just now and present a CAD model of the following assignment prompt. So please pay attention while I explain the next assignment prompt you have between now and Thursday to work together in your teams and come out with a design and present it. So as you heard just now in that video, there's quite a lot of sound that that MRI machine that a lot of hospitals use has. So this, it, this can particularly be a problem for little children. So you can imagine if a small child has to lay inside of that MRI machine, it could be quite scary for them. In fact, this is what happens about a statistic I read says that 80 to 90% of small children that have to use the MRI machine, they actually have to inject them with something so that they are like sleeping during the process because it's too scary for them to, to lay there inside that loud machine. So the challenge for you guys to work in your teams and present on Thursday is to redesign this type of machine that generates images of the body to be suitable for children. There are five design requirements. The first three are the ones you just had for the what you did just now on your paper sketch. It should work without requiring surgery. It shouldn't cause injury to the patient and the patients should be able to stay conscious. Now there's two additional design requirements. Number four, 
this is for a child. And so the child using it must be able to remain still. They have to be able to lay there perfectly still for 10 to 30 minutes in order for the machine to work effectively. And then finally, number five, we can't have their parents or other people come right next to them, you know, to hold their hand, to make them feel comfortable and all that. So the last design requirement is that no other people can be within half a meter of the child during its operation. So for Thursday's class, work in your teams, use the design process that we have shared in class today, generate ideas, create a design that accomplishes these five design requirements and draw a CAD model of your design, a 3D CAD model of your design Present it on Thursday. So on Thursday, just as always, you'll have six minutes to do your presentation. We want to see your CAD model and want to hear you explain how the process was that you used. Were you able to use the design cycle? Which steps did you make sure to emphasize and all that? That is what we want to hear from you on Thursday. So what questions do we have to clarify? the assignments for Thursday. Yeah, Julia's hand is up. Julia. Okay. okay, can you hear me? Yes. I wanted to ask that, does the child have, can the child be sitting down? Is it necessary for the child to lie down? So let me try to answer your question by answering other potential questions. As long as you satisfy the five design requirements here, your design can do whatever it wants. Right. So there's nothing here written about the child having to lay down. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to have the child laying down if you don't want to. Okay, thank you. Any other clarifying questions? I see something in the chat. Are the designs restricted to MRI? No. Any machine, any instrument that satisfies these five design requirements are valid. And like I said earlier, let's think creatively. Let's push the boundaries for what technology already exists. Think of something interesting. Maybe it doesn't exist yet, but you can put it out there as a potential solution. Daniel asked for the paper sketch. No, paper sketches on paper. So either literal piece of paper or if you want to draw something on your computer like we've seen, but it's a 2D hand sketch that you're submitting today. For Thursday, yes, you're using Fusion 360 because you're submitting a CAD model. So Fusion 360 for Thursday. John. Yeah, hello. <laughs> So um, yes. I wanted to clarify um, based that um, other people cannot be within 0 0.5 meters of the child. Um, is well, the, this requirement, does it mean that the instrument has to be like some sort of emitter or like that? Does this have to do with instruments being uh, the cause of the reason why these people cannot be within? this um, space around the child or it's just like um uh because i feel some things can be like instructions you can give oh um 
don't get near the child. We need her to be as stable as possible. So um, we don't need anyone around at this time or something like that. Or it should be something that the instrument we are creating can do that um, because of maybe some sort of emissions from our instrument being created, we there, there cannot be any other person around the patient. Yes, I want to clarify that. Um, I'm not sure if I really get your question, but the okay. key thing here is that the whatever design you come up with should satisfy these five requirements. So the operation of it is such that nobody should be close by the child, where close means half a meter. So as long as your solution fits these requirements, anything goes, any, whatever idea you possibly can come up with, as long as it satisfies these five requirements. Okay, okay. So Thursday, we wanna actually see, I'm looking at the chat now, for Thursday, we wanna actually see you show your CAD model. So ideally, yes, you'll have Fusion 360 open and you will be able to show us the full 3D model that you have. You are using the same groups you have today for the Thursday class, yes. Okay, we are out of time. We've actually gone over time, so I wanna stop here. If you have further questions, you can send an email to your FI for your cohorts. They will help you address any outstanding questions you have. Finally, a quick reminder that the each of the winners from the three cohorts from last week, please submit your video demonstrating your mathematics activity because we wanna choose the overall winner. So we need to have all of your videos to share with the class. So please submit your video as soon as possible. We're waiting on that. All right, we are closing class. Thank you for your participation. Let's dive in. I know you're gonna come out with interesting design ideas, bring your creativity on board. Let's see what you can generate for interesting instrument design options. And we will see you on Thursday. Thank you all and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye.